0: This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Big, big story happening today. BC leading the way when it comes to cracking down on youth vaping. I had a couple of adults who had emailed me very upset about this, saying, oh, they're making money off this. Well... No, they're making money by increasing the tax from 7% to 20%. That's like with tobacco products, right? This is a tobacco product. They're also not limiting flavors to adults. So for adults, really the only change you're going to feel is the fact that it might be a little stricter in purchasing. Maybe you'll have to show your ID or something like that. And uh, the tax is what you're going to feel after January 1st if that legislation is passed. For kids, though, it's different. They're cracking down on what's available to youth, trying to make sure that they're keeping this out of the hands of youth. I, I had this email from someone who didn't want me to use their name, but said, our grandchild who vapes, spent hours yesterday in the ER due to chest pains and trouble breathing. Finally diagnosed with bronchitis, which is one of the symptoms of vaping problems and of which will continue to get worse. If our grandchild does not stop vaping, we can only hope this was enough of a wake up call for our grandchild as our grandchild's chances of accomplishing those future dreams she speaks of may very well never happen. That's scary. That's scary for a grandparent there, too. And this is their their grandchild, I would assume, teenage and in the hospital because of bronchitis linked to vaping issues. That story has become all too common. We've heard that right across this country and the United States as well, leading to these changes today. So let's analyze some of what it is that we heard today. Our legislative bureau chief in Victoria is Keith Baldry. He's been listening to the press conference and shares some of his analysis with us now.
1: Well, I, I was impressed by just how broadly based uh, this plan is, it's a 10-point plan, and a number of those points sort of have uh, subpoints within that. So it's a, it's a multi-pronged uh, approach here, and it's aimed, again, not at middle-aged people or, or lifelong smokers, because the argument can be made, and Adrian Dick's pointed this out, if they switch to vaping, that's actually a, a me- method of harm reduction. Uh, but it's really targeted at young people, particularly teenagers and even young teens, uh, that there's no reason to start vaping uh, at all, and that is a significant health risk. So uh, again, t- sort of coming at the problem any number of ways, but chiefly through regulations. There's no new law that's going to be passed here other than some changes to taxation, but it's through regulations through cabinet. So it is going to be uh, regulating and, and limiting the amount of nicotine, for example, uh, banning advertising in, in areas frequented by young people, such as bus shelters and parks and the like. No sidewalk advertising outside vapor stores. Uh, and again, that big increase in, uh, in the sales tax, I thought was interesting. 20%, uh, 20% Sales tax now up from seven percent. That's the only uh, special vapor tax uh, through in, in the entire country. And also advertising, as I mentioned, banned in the parks, bus shelters, and other areas that are frequented by young people. And that's sort of an evolving uh, issue that will be determined over time how much more extensive the advertising ban is. Uh, as well, there's uh, again, as I mentioned, a restriction on uh, on a number of uh, aspects in terms of gaining access to vaping products. So it's a it's a con- comprehensive um uh, approach here by Adrian Dix, who's been musing aloud uh, for some time. And he's been talking about nicotine. Uh, that it was sort of his chief goal here, was really to reduce the amount of nicotine uh, available, to, particularly for young people, and uh, new rules for retail outlets. And those rules apply on a number of different fronts. So it's going to take some time for the full impact of today's announcement to be felt. But I think, and the tax, for example, doesn't take effect until January 1st. But uh, this is going to be felt over a period of time. And retail outlets, the goal is to drive down the number of points of sale. Right now, there's something like 90,000 different places in BC you can purchase vaping products, and the goal is to get that down to a much, much smaller number. They won't give out the number, but uh, one assumes it would be approaching where you can buy tobacco, which is about 6,000 outlets.
0: That is Keith Baldry uh, sharing some of his analysis there. Uh, That was a point that Health Minister Adrian Dix made as well. They call this an urgent health crisis in British Columbia, and they said nicotine levels in vaping became much higher in the last couple of years because of some changes in in the delivery method of that technology and that is why you saw this huge uptake in it as it became more and more addictive. They are also hopeful that the federal government is going to soon take action to support and enhance what BC is doing on this front as well and as you heard if the legislation is passed there will be an increase in the tax on vaping products uh, so that is from 7% pst now to 20% uh, if that happens starting on january the 1st of 2020 so that's a lot of changes and particularly when it comes to regulating the amount of nicotine that is in these pods essentially nicotine in vapor pods and liquids is being restricted to 20 milligrams per milliliter Uh, Christopher Carlson is a professor of medicine and the head of UBC Respiratory Medicine as well. And he explained to our Nikki Reitmeyer today about why that in particular might be helpful.
2: Nicotine is the addictive substance in uh, in most e-cigarettes now, putting aside those that are focused on THC or cannabis. But the majority of the products Uh, really is marketed around nicotine-containing e-cigarettes and the addiction is is roughly in proportion to the amount of nicotine. Uh, And also the toxicity is also related to the amount of nicotine. So if the nicotine amount is lowered, then A, it will be easier to get off the product um, when the individual is ready to do so. And secondly, the toxicity that we're concerned about should be that much less. Now, it's still concerning to use these products whatsoever. And the long-term implications are still potentially bad with with any amount of uh, nicotine or any amount of nicotine in, in, in the realm that we're considering. But a lower amount is still is still better. better. So I've favor that approach, although uh, not having the product on the market at all would have been even better, but that's just not realistic
0: right now. That is Chris Carlston, professor of medicine and head of UBC Respiratory Medicine. Uh, so the flavored vaping product issue is a big one as well. They're going to regulate those sales, restricting the flavors that are available. And adult vaping stores will be able to sell a few additional flavors, but only to adults in all other locations Anything that there might be a youth available, you know, that kind of thing. The only flavor that's going to be available in those kinds of locations our tobacco flavor. That is it. They are going to definitely crack down on the flavored products that are out there if you're in or selling at a location that youth might have access to. Now, if you want to weigh in, send me at ccanw.com Use our buzz line 604-331-2899. There's a lot to unpack here, right? This just got announced 45 minutes ago. So we will of course be continuing to disseminate that information for you and have your reaction to it as well.